the most successful organizations that we work with think about digital interactions and digital customer service as a core part of their stack. We have digital customer service, we are doing chat. And that is probably the most fundamental issue with the concept of digital customer service. It can encompass so much more. You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insights series, where James Robert Lay interviews the industry's top marketing, sales, and fintech leaders, sharing practical wisdom to exponentially elevate you and your team. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello, I am James Robert Lay and welcome to episode 223 of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insight series and I'm excited to welcome Dan McKelly to the show. Dan is the co-founder and CEO of Glia as well as the co-author of Digital Customer Service, Transforming Customer Experience for an On-Screen World. And today, we are going to be talking about the greatest opportunities for financial brands and fintechs to create, capture, and capitalize on so that they can maximize their future digital growth potential by optimizing digital customer service experiences. Welcome to the show, Dan. It is good to share time with you today, buddy. James, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Before we get into talking kind of the future of digital customer service and what that looks like from your perspective um, and all of the good work that you're doing at Glia, what is good for you right now, personally or professionally? It is always your pick to get started here on a positive note. Uh, so many things, James. Really have been a phenomenal uh, start to the year for me professionally with uh, Glia. Uh, we've seen some in incredible milestones for the company. We celebrated our 10-year anniversary, which uh, seems to have come very quickly and very slowly all at once, uh, which is uh, pretty remarkable uh, for, for, for Glia as, as a milestone. We also passed our billion-dollar valuation, which is really exciting, uh, shows the momentum and the demand for digital customer service and for our solutions out there. And, uh, and, and in addition to that, you know, we, we also completed an acquisition this year. So we acquired Fin.ai. So a lot of things to be grateful for on the professional front. You know, we continue to see a lot of progress. So, so great start to the year and about a little bit over halfway through now. So. And you've got a book out too, Digital Customer Service, Transforming Customer Experience for an On-Screen World. Why write the book? What are we trying to do with this? As a fellow author, I always like to, to tap into why write a book because I know the undertaking it takes to bring that to fruition, but it's an important read that I highly recommend to people. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah, it's a very difficult undertaking, as you know. Uh, we believe that the world needs some of this vocabulary. We need to really provide the frameworks, the paradigms, the thinking yeah. behind what, what does customer service look like in the future? What does it look like five years from now, 10 years from now? And, and really it anchors in digital. So it anchors on the screen. When you think about how it is that uh, we, we are truly on screen people today, when we're looking for information, when we're looking to get in touch with somebody, 
when we're bored, we are going to a screen. Mm. And so really the intent of the book was to codify all of this learning that we've done over the last 10 years in watching a variety of customer service organizations evolve. Yes. And what is it that they have done in order to capture this opportunity that exists today for businesses with this on-screen reality? So it's a playbook, it's a vocabulary, uh, it's, a voc it's a collection of vocabulary for this space. Uh, and, and that's what it's meant to be, a guidebook, I would say. I think it's important to note that about speaking a common language because a common language as well as frameworks help to simplify very complex subject matters into a, a much more digestible, easier to understand perspective that can be explained throughout the entire organization. I want to roll back into history for just a bit to catch us up to where we're at today. And, and, and we can just take a short perspective on this going back just two years, reflecting on all that we've learned since, let's just say, early 2020. Um, it's been a lot of learning lessons there. Uh, what what have you seen? What have you learned when it comes to just engaging with people, with customers of banks or members of credit unions, really just human beings for that matter, digitally, as back to your point, in an on-screen world? Everything became accelerated two years ago. It was, uh, you know, all of those trends that we were discussing in the book in terms of having that uh, – preference to interact on screen in some way with our friends, with our family, with our colleagues, all of those things were, were already at, moving at great speed before 2020. But when that happened, the, the fun, it was a fundamental shift, you know, when, when, when grandparents uh, have, are only able to communicate with their grandkids over Zoom, there is a change that happens in the world, right. you know? <laughs> uh, it, it is, it's, it's change management at a warp speed level, you know? And so we all became very accustomed to using these technologies to communicate with everybody in our life. Yes. And, and as we did that, what we saw was that there was a rapid acceleration of the desire to bring these technologies to banking relationships. Yep. And, and that's really what digital customer service is empowering. So there's been an, a very noticeable shift since 2020. It's interesting when I go back and it's how quickly we've moved forward beyond that moment in time. But I would say kind of early 2020, I was starting to do some reading and research as a digital anthropologist studying the intersection of marketing sales technology and human behavior of what we were experiencing in that 2020, 2021 period was video communication was to COVID as what the exponentiality of adoption was to the telephone back in 1918, 1919, 1920. Um, it's kind of a similar example. And when you think about communication, it's at the heart of all of this. It's just the way that we communicate that's been probably the biggest transformation. The channels in which we communicate, even before we hit record, we were talking about communicating through telepathy, and that's a whole like 2300 <laughs> perspective. So we'll roll it back to, to 2023 with that. But when you think about, and I think it's important to maybe make some context here, communication digitally, service-wise, it's been through live chat, quote unquote. What's a common misconception around this idea of just chat uh, that maybe a lot of financial brands have um, that you would disagree with? 
I think the chat equals digital in a lot of people's minds. Uh, and, and the extent of digital customer service or the extent of uh, interaction through the digital channel is, oh, we're doing chat. That means we're digital. We have digital customer service. We are doing chat. And that is probably the most fundamental issue with the concept of digital customer service. It can encompass so much more. Yes. Uh, and it should encompass so much more. If you look at how, I mean, all of us have been on so many Zooms of the past two years. Well, you can start a digital interaction with a text-based chat-focused conversation. Mm -hmm. You can then layer in on-screen voice. So imagine the ability to have a voice conversation when you shut off your camera on Zoom, yep. right? You're still having a voice conversation, but it's being done through the screen, not through you know, infrastructure from the 1800s, a copper wire that you're calling somebody with 10 digits, right? right. So you're, you're basically having that same voice conversation on the phone and then up to video as you described. So I think that, that when people say, oh, live chat, it is, it, you know, it is a foundational uh, mode of communication for FIs to enable. Yes. I definitely think that is true. I do believe that there's a big misconception that that is digital yep. and digital should extend far beyond that. Digital is the stage where all sorts of interactions can happen. Anything from messaging, voice, or video. Uh, that's a great point. And I like that messaging, voice, video. There are three different communication patterns that really require three different communication skill sets. One of the other things that I want to talk into, and this is a roadblock that I see, it's a challenge and I have to go all the way back to 1999 for this one. Um, I was one of the very first hires uh, at Old Navy. I was a senior in high school, freshman in college, and they had just come into the Houston market. And we became the number one selling Old Navy in the entire country. We were so good that whenever other stores opened up, my team, we would go out and we would do training. And it, it was so simple. You had your little blue bag, Someone would walk into the store, you'd greet them, you'd walk around the store with them and help them. Now, Old Navy experience is not like that. And we understand the troubles that Gap is going through right now. But I took those lessons with me and it was so simple. To create a positive experience with someone, just simply be proactive. But when it comes to digital customer service or chat, historically speaking, it's been a very reactive, passive channel. Where are there opportunities to go beyond being passive and reactive to maybe being more proactive and dare I even say prescriptive in some of these interactions that we have with whether they're customers or members or prospective account holders? What's the mindset shift here? It's a really great observation, James. So let me, let me uh, take a step back and explain how we think about digital customer service, because I think that provides a pretty useful framework yes. to think about your question, right? So when you, when you take a step back, digital customer service is all about putting screens at the center. So you're putting e either a mobile device or a tablet or your computer at the center. And then there are three core components to digital customer service. It's on-screen communication, which we talked about, which includes the messaging, the voice, the video. So on-screen communication on-screen collaboration, which means the ability to meet the customer or the member in that channel to see what they're seeing, to guide them, to start teaching them how to use those on-screen experiences, and then on-screen automation. And on-screen automation includes 
things like virtual assistants or visitor detection, understanding what we call the digital body language. So if I like, what, what am, how am I browsing? Where am I clicking? Where am I struggling? All of that is automatic yes. with digital customer service. You can detect those behaviors and respond to them. So in, in thinking about your question, how do we make digital customer service or customer service in general for today's world and going into the future? How do we make that more proactive? It's about bringing those elements together. Because when you have automation, for example, if I'm struggling on a certain form or if I'm uh, you know, clearly uh, having a problem with my online account, the system should be able to detect that, Yes. right? Present me with a proactive offer and then also change who I speak to based on that behavior and how I speak to them. Maybe the best maybe the best interaction that I can have in that moment is with a virtual assistant. But if I go deeper and it's clearly, uh, it's clear that I'm struggling with something else, maybe it makes more sense to talk to a human in the servicing team over video. Who knows? You know, the, the point is we can glean so much information from what the customer is doing in real time. And that's how you become proactive. It's really having an awareness and mm. understanding of what is happening in the journey and being able to react in real time. And that's why it's the combination of communication, collaboration, and automation that really make that possible. I really like that framework that is so helpful. Once again, you know, when you bring frameworks in, it simplifies a lot of complex subjects. And so here we go, communication, collaboration, automation. So that's our framework. What holds financial brands, fintechs, banks, credit unions back from bringing this to bear to, I would even say, exponentially optimize their digital customer service um, that I think a lot of people, when it comes to finances, back to your point of tracking behavior, um, they, they're coming in. They might feel a little confused. They might feel a little frustrated. They might feel a little overwhelmed, but we can use the automation. And the, one of the great lessons from Izzy Sharp, founder of Four Seasons, we're talking about experience here, um, systematize the predictable to humanize the exceptional. And what holds brands back, though, from making this transformation so that at least the dear listener, back to your point of awareness, they can be aware of their own unique situation at their organization. Well, I can tell you that from our experience, especially in the last two years, there are so many FIs that are making these changes, right? right. Uh, so a lot of them aren't letting this hold. They're, they're, not, they're not allowing themselves to be held back anymore. They're making these changes. They see the pressing need, right? Yep. Those organizations that I see uh, that are, and I can tell you that as pretty universally, the, uh, the companies that we talk to agree that this change has to happen yes. for them, that they, have to, that they have to move from a phone-centric customer service model to a digital-centric cu customer service model mm. that incorporates not only chat, but voice and video and all of these things around it in a very seamless way. So they don't, there's no dispute on that. I think what holds them back is typically more around the, the organizational challenges that they themselves face with either uh, other projects or initiatives that they are in the middle of and they say, okay, you know, I wanna finish this before I take on, right. you know, uh, working on my customer service experience. Uh, 
you know, or it's previous investments where they'll have components, bits and pieces that are disconnected and they have to find the right starting point. And I, so I think that in order to sort of create that wedge to then bring the holistic change to the organization. So I think ultimately it's really more on the organizational front that where there are struggles, but I'll tell you something. I mean, I, I, the most successful organizations that we work with think about digital interactions and digital customer service as a core part of their stack. Yes. You know, so if you look at it, you have three layers, you have the core, the, you know, sort of the underlying database where the ones and zeros about the customers are stored, that core system, right? Mm. Then you have the digital experiences that are self-serve. Right. So you have online banking, you have loan origination, you have the public website, you have the mobile app. All of these are self-serve on-screen digital experiences. Mm. On top of that, you need the digital interaction layer. Yeah. So when self-serve, that middle layer isn't enough, you need to be able to transform those into interactions right inside of the digital journey. Right. So that's that's kind of completes that digital transformation that uh, FIs are going through. And more and more organizations are realizing that. Digital growth is a journey from good to great. But sometimes this journey can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. The good news is you don't have to take this journey alone because now you can join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs who are all learning, collaborating, and growing together. Visit digitalgrowth.com insider to learn more about how you can join the Digital Growth Insider community to maximize your future digital growth potential. Now, back to the show. I remember years ago, and this was probably 2013, 2014, I used to show a video as part of the training that we were doing with financial brands. That's a, dec that's a decade. Wow. That's a decade. And it was a video from Umqua Bank that showed their perception of what the future of banking would look like. And I'll never forget, there was an interaction, back to your point of chat video voice, of someone on a mobile device or a tablet, and you gotta think how far we've come in just a decade. And the, it was the video piece that I was really honing in on um, because I think that's that's that idea of I can see you, you can see me, there's a lot of communication that goes through body language, et cetera, just like there's digital body language, we also have our, our human body language, which is why even doing these conversations on Zoom I can see you, you can see me. When you think about video um, as, as a component here, back to the organizational structures and maybe the challenges, opportunities in your mind that you see to continue to humanize these experiences through video interaction. What's your take on that? My take is that it's a very powerful mode of communication. Notice that I avoid saying the word channel. I don't believe in the word channel. I believe that it's channel-less. Every channel is one to me. Yes. So it doesn't matter where the, the customer starts, they should be able to move between those modes of communications and perceive it to be one channel. So I believe in this channel-less architecture, which is you know something that we've pioneered. Uh, but I would say that when I look at video, it is very compelling for specific instances, for specific use cases. And, uh, and it's about identifying the customer journey 
uh, where the where the video interaction would would be the most successful based on KPIs that the organization is looking to impact. Yes. So I believe that there's a lot of potential in video. I will say that the most potential, though, is in the ability to meet the customer in their journey. So if I'm in online banking, I can launch anything there. I can launch a messaging or chat interaction. I can launch a voice interaction. I don't have to leave and dial 10 digits or I can launch video banking. And, and the ability to do that, as you said, proactively, depending on the use case, depending on uh, the type of journey that that customer is on, is really where the value is for video. It's identifying those core use cases. It's not relevant for every single interaction. It's relevant for specific ones. And so we recommend dialing that in to those specific interactions. When you look at the, the, the larger context, and I like the, the layer, and looking at this as just communication, and being channel-less, because I think I think the channels, that's where the mind goes into, at a, probably a subconscious level, building silos here. But when you look at the channel-less nature of communication, big opportunities that we might be missing right now, that we might not be aware of, that we might not be thinking about, because you're looking at this at a very macro level, even across multiple verticals, Where where should we be thinking about the future? You know, again, it, the way to think about how communication will, the more and more, the, the, the more that you can make as an FI, the experience for the customer or the member feel mm. that it, like it is a single interaction because they don't care no. ultimately if you're, if they're texting with you, if they're using live chat, if they call the phone, if they start a video banking by pressing a button on your public site, like they, they don't care what, uh, in terms of what, what quote unquote channel they're choosing. Right? Uh, right. I mean, I call those modes. They don't care about the mode. What they care is they're talking to you ultimately. Yes. And so the, the real value in, in these types of interactions comes when you can create a unified experience where regardless of the channel, it feels like one channel. So it's channel-less, right? And so, and, and I think that one of the most important aspects of this is lies in the transition between those different modes. So when I move from one to the next, does it break? Is it even possible? Or can I seamlessly introduce, I don't know, co-browsing or screen sharing or video, even if I started with a totally different mode, uh -huh. you know? And so that ability to really move between these options that's how that's how we are as customers. That's how we are as consumers in our day to day lives. Yes. We don't expect that to start over if if we want to change something a midway through the interaction. So it should be exactly the same approach for customer service. It's interesting, and this is almost kind of like a real time example personally. But I think about uh, one of my my team members over here. Uh, we literally have had a conversation on three different. Uh, Communicate. I don't want to say channel because now you've got yeah. this. You've got the, you've you've created this mode. mode. You yeah, you can say mode. Well, yeah. you've mode. created this awareness for me here, uh, and and I and I'm a pretty quick learner. But yeah, these three three communication modes. It started on Zoom, then it went into SMS, and then it's also being picked up in LinkedIn uh, DMs. And so mm -hmm. it's just interesting how we're picking and starting and stop. But we're not even starting and stopping. I think that's the key, back to your point. We're just continuing on to where we left off on one mode. 
and we're picking it up on the next mode. And I like the idea of really being mindful of how to kind of map all of this out from an experience standpoint, because the way that I think about experience, well-defined systems and processes that have been strategically thought out, applied, and then optimized over a period of time, resulting in either a positive or a negative emotion. Hopefully we're more positive and then learn from the negative and be able to apply those learnings to the optimization process here. When, when we look out towards the future of digital customer service for financial brands, what are you feeling most hopeful about? What are you feeling most excited? What are you feeling most energetic about from, from what you're seeing here? What I feel most excited about is what I call shifting the mix. So when, when you look at the mix of interactions that happen today, most businesses, and I mean, def- definitely most banks, have a, an interaction pie that looks like 80% phone calls and mm. 20% chat, okay? 20% is live chat or maybe it's secure messaging or whatever, some, some small sliver of digital quote-unquote interactions, But 80% of that volume is still telephony. And that is most exciting to me because those are just so prime to transform that that part of the pie into digital interactions. And, And the ability to start shifting that mix to a more digitally centric mix so that you end up with something like 20% phone calls and then 80% a beautiful mix of video and on-screen voice and messaging and all these rich interactions that don't imply, Hey, I don't want to talk to my customer anymore. It's just, I'm now I'm talking to them just like I do on zoom instead of like dialing, you know, who are you dying? Whose number are you dialing anymore in your daily life, in your friends and family and colleagues, whose number are you dialing? Why are you dialing businesses still? So it's the same kind of idea. It's, that, that the, despite all those changes, societal changes that are happening, we still have this really lopsided pie, like, you know, interaction pie. And I'm most excited by the fact that that is rapidly, what I'm seeing with our clients is that's rapidly changing and, and it provides a much more efficient experience for the bank because they are able to really meet their customer where they are and, and serve them right there and shave a lot of time off of interactions while still increasing the quality of the experience, which is just mind blowing. Cause normally those two things are completely at odds with each other. Normally, if you want to make something more efficient, you're going to have to compromise the quality. But in this case, it's not the case because that's where everybody is already. Everybody's digital already. So that's, what's most exciting to me. I like the idea of, of the pie or what I would say is the portfolio. And it's a diversification of the portfolio to give people choice, to give people option, to to use your words, meet them where they're at. Uh, and it, I can think about my own experiences. You know, sometimes I want to message. Sometimes I want to just have a voice. Sometimes I prefer video because it's a deeper conversation. But it all comes down to, and, and I'm going to reference the books of the 1980s, you know, just choose your own adventure. Just, just choose your own adventure. Yeah of how you want to communicate. This is like, like you said, this is, there's a lot of opportunity here and I'm so grateful that there is a book, Digital Customer Service. There's a framework around this that provides a common language, uh, a vocabulary, um, and some, some tools to guide people's thinking forward 
to overcome roadblocks, to capture opportunities. As we start to wrap up here, let's just get really, really small. Um, what's the next best step for the dear listener um, coming from a financial brand or a fintech to establish a future growth habit through a simple action that they can take today so that they can make progress when it comes to optimizing digital customer service experiences. One small thing. I think that really digging into what are the interactions that you're getting today, right? And learning from what's happening today is, is fundamental. So starting to look at that pie and really thinking about what does that pie look like in the future you know, so getting a sense for the conver- every conversation with a customer is an opportunity, right? You know, a lot of businesses will think that if you can't create a self-serve experience to negate the need for that conversation, then something is wrong. Everybody, you know, there are many businesses that feel like a conversation is a failure because the customer should be able to self-serve and figure it out on their own. Why are they calling me? That's a failure on my self-serve journey. That's a failure on online banking because it wasn't able to contain that conversation. Every conversation is an opportunity. So take that opportunity to learn how your customers are thinking, what they're calling about, and how can you make that a better experience for them? That's what I would say is a great first step. Ooh, I like that because that's pattern matching. And if we can pattern match common people problems causing common people pain, those are often some of the greatest opportunities, the low-hanging fruit Speaking of conversations, Dan, this has been a an excellent conversation. I thank you for the knowledge. I thank you for the wisdom that you have shared so kindly um, with everyone today. What is the best way for someone to connect with you, continue that conversation, get the book, expand their knowledge? What's the next best step there? Well, I, I encourage everybody to visit glia.com and, and uh, poke around the site, learn more about uh, our solution and how we think about digital customer service. The book is available on Amazon, both as in every single uh, format that you can uh, possibly want it, physical, electronic, and audiobook, it's all there. Uh, so yeah, you can you can just search digital customer service book on Amazon and you should see it right there. Uh, and uh, and yeah, uh, we I really appreciate the time, James. These were excellent questions. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Connect with Dan, learn from Dan, grow with Dan. Get the book too. Highly recommend the book. And thanks again, Dan, for joining me for another episode of Banking on Digital Growth. Pleasure. Thank you so much. As always, and until next time, be well, do good, and make your bed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, visit digitalgrowth.com insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.